Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Sakun Wong, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Trevor Stores from Full Press Coverage and Rough District. How you doing, Trevor? I'm excellent. It is now officially Dallas week. So I'm <laughs> super focused, super, super pumped, ready for Sunday. Yes, sir. And, we, and we're actually going to talk about that, because obviously... A very important game for both teams and for the NFC East, as it is getting really interesting in there. Aside from the Giants, it's getting really interesting in the NFC East. So we'll see. We've got a lot to talk about there when we preview this week and talk about what Washington did to the Raiders. Very exciting game. But before we get there, um, let me ask you this question, because we're around the corner now. It's like mid-December. We're in holiday season, and everyone knows that I love talking about movies. So i got to ask you, Trev, what's your favorite holiday movie? Vacation, hands down. My oh, a classic! Nice! Holiday. Every it's day in so, December, and it'll never get old. You know, it's so funny, because, you know, that, that was kind of on my list, but I didn't actually, I didn't, I didn't, I swear I didn't think about it beforehand, and uh, didn't think about the fact that you would say that, but that is definitely in my top five, and I love those vacation movies, because it's just like chaos. It's just absolutely chaos, uh, all the way through, and every time... You know, he pulls out that check, that quote-unquote check, the bonus, and it's like the jam in a month club or whatever it is. Oh, it's God. Just, I, can't, oh, I guess cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, uh, and I, I just can't – I want to mute it when it happens because I just know what's going to happen, but I have to listen to it every time. <laughs> and the look on Chevy Chase's yeah. face is priceless. <laughs> Each and every time it gets more priceless, but. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it does. All right. Now I can't top that. Thanks a lot, Trev. I can't top that. No, I was going to go with Die Hard because I love Die Hard, and I know that's really, really controversial whether it's a holiday. (laughs) I know. I know. At a Christmas party, dude. He was at a Christmas party. That's at Christmas. He even says, ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. I mean, how much more Christmas do you want? Okay, That's fine. totally Christmas. <laughs> All right. So we have a lot to talk about, folks. And, 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 and this is great because if this gets a little bit uh, shaky, it's because Trev and I had a pregame on this show and ended up chatting it away and ran out of time and we couldn't talk about the show. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> it doesn't work out the way it's supposed to. But we got plenty to talk about today. <laughs> We're going to talk about... The Washington football team uh, this last weekend, their they're run right now, and of course the game against the Raiders, what that means for the NFC East. Also some injury news there with the Washington football team and the possible impact going forward. Then we're going to preview week 14, I can't believe it's week 14 already, of the NFC East matchups, and we're going to talk about maybe some fantasy football related to that. And then we're going to predict the playoffs, because you know what, we haven't done that yet, and we're close enough now. Again, week 14, oh, I can't believe we're around the corner. It's making me a little sad that we're getting close to the postseason. But, hey, that's, that's the way it goes. I'm excited, and we've got a lot to talk about. Let's get rolling. All right, let's get started with that, the Washington football team Las Vegas Raiders game. Now, we previewed this last week, and I believe, Trev, you and I both said 
that we think Washington would take care of business, win this game, and it and it did. And it was a little bit of a nail biter <laughs> into the fourth quarter. Um, it was a very it was a much lower scoring game than anticipated. The over under was forty seven point five. Ended up being a score of seventeen to fifteen, so way under. The Raiders were favored by one and a half, and uh, it tended to be the other way around, Washington winning by two. So before we get into the injury news and some forward-looking stuff, tell me, what are your thoughts about the game? What's your takeaway from that game? We're getting the Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders. Probably our ugliest win of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a boring game. I was live streaming with Left the District, and I found myself saying that a couple of times, that it was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, we came out, drove down, scored a touchdown. I was like, okay, we're going to score some points. Obviously, they're the Raiders. Yeah. They're going to score some points. So it might be a little shootout. might be a high-scoring game. Right. Then we shut them down. I was like, okay, that's good. And then we forgot how to do what we just did on the previous drive, which is score points yeah. until the so fourth quarter. It was – I mean, our defense, thank gosh, held them. The halftime score was what, 7-3, to 7-6, yeah. something like that? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, it was 7-3 um, at the halftime, right? It was atrocious, yep. and then we don't score until the fourth quarter and made it interesting because we allowed them to come down and take the lead, 15-14, yeah. and then we have to be interesting again and come down and put all the pressure on our brand-new, four days previous, signed kicker in Brian yep. Johnson, formerly of the Bears and Saints. Yep. Um, yep. He came in. He nailed two extra points, but he had come in and had to hit a 48-yard field goal to potentially win the game. And he nailed it. He yeah. Kind of shaky and was nervous. I'm not gonna lie, but he made all his <laughs> kicks, and yep. it came down to oh, also a missed two a missed two point conversion. We escaped yep. that, and it yep. came down to a batted down underthrown hail mary in order to win the game. So, like I said, very ugly, but a W in the NFL is a W. So we'll take. Yeah, it. I totally agree. And actually, I, I was with you. I think, you know, nine. So basically, five minutes into the game. We get this great drive, 75 yards, five-minute, 21-second drive, nine plays, looked brilliant. Taylor Heineke hits Logan Thomas, seven-yard pass. I'm like, this looks like it's going to be very interesting. And you're absolutely right because the next 40 minutes were like a snooze fest. (laughs) And you're like – And, and, you know, hats off uh, to the defense, obviously – but, you know, the the fact of the matter is that the Raiders had multiple opportunities and just weren't able to connect on them. I mean, uh, Derek Carr looked very much subpar. They didn't really give mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs a lot of opportunities on the ground. They really tried to play catch-up. Hunter Renfro was their star. They didn't have Darren Waller. Obviously, that right. was a big deal. And uh, Foster Moreau didn't step up as much as they thought, except for the one big completion. I think he had a 35-yard completion early, and it looked like, uh-oh, or late, I should say. And we looked like, yeah. uh-oh, this guy might be coming awake. Um, but mm-hmm. it never really developed into a Darren Waller type day. So yeah, big a big deal there. Um, obviously, you got the W. So what does this mean to the team going forward? Now they're six and six. You're finally five hundred. Yeah. You know they the Raiders are slipping. They're down to six and six as well. Now it's very interesting because not only is the NFC East really close, but that wild card spot is is in is in your hands. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think? Six and six now. Does this mean that they turn the corner? and they get back to getting to the playoffs. Because the next couple weeks are super interesting. Mm -hmm. All in the NFC East, two against the Cowboys, two against the Eagles, one against the Giants. So anything can happen. Anything can happen, I think. 
um, to answer that, I, at least for me, I'm looking at it, I hope they are too, as these next five games are a whole different season. Um, I don't think we're striving for wild card. I think we're trying to strive for division since we right. have nothing but division games left, and it's right there for us to either catch up or take it. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're 6-6. Six and six, But right now I think we, we should go in there with the mindset we're 0-0 zero and zero for these next five games because they're all division games. And like you said, NFC East is dicey, spicy. Anything can happen. So, yeah. Hopefully we have – I think we've turned the corner a little bit. And these four straight wins have obviously done that, but now, like I said, this season gets good because it's our division. Yeah, it's like a mini, it's like a little mini season here, just yeah. within the NFC East. It's really kind of yeah. cool because these are all very meaningful games now, with regard not only to the wild card, but as you said, division. You know, I mean, the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that the Dallas Cowboys are eight and four, and you have two games against the Dallas Cowboys, so that could switch okay. the other direction. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have the tiebreaker yeah. as well. So there's a lot of lot at stake. Yeah, but we'll see what happens starting Sunday yes. at one o'clock again. Dallas at home. <laughs> though, so. yeah. Right, and we're gonna get to that, and we're gonna break that down in a second because that's gonna be really interesting. But let me add the two pieces of news. Obviously, Logan Thomas was the leading receiver in that game last week. He had, uh, you know, I mean, that's not saying much, but he had 48 yards on touchdown. Believe it or not, that was the leading receiver of the game. Um, he's now on IR. Montez Sweat mm-hmm. also coming back, placed on the COVID list, so probably going to be missing at least one game. So what are your thoughts here? I mean, this is a big game coming up against Dallas. No yeah. Logan Thomas, no Montez Sweat. What's the impact? Well, uh, it's a big impact. Uh, like you, like we just said, it's a new season, our division. We kind of needed those two pieces of ammo to our arsenal to attack these Cowboys, but those are two huge, big pieces that are going to be missing. Uh, really so bad for Logan Thomas. Of course, he was out yeah. for about six games with a hamstring, came back the previous two games, was looking like he was finding his rhythm where he left off, actually, before the injury, and then suffered another horrible lower leg injury. It's going to probably cost him maybe potentially his career. We don't know that, but it's a really serious right. injury and ACL, right. MCL, whatever. So, um, and then uh, Montez Sweat, we lost him for a month with a fractured jaw. He was ready to come back for this game. We need him, of course, for Dallas. And he tests positive for COVID. So he's missing yeah. the next 10 days, potentially the next two games. So we do get him and Collins back. But like I said, like you said, um, those two – Logan Thomas and uh, Montez Sweat, definitely huge for us. But our defense has shown, our team has shown that we can handle any adversity that comes our way, at least in the past four games. So we should be okay. All right. Well, we will see. And we're going to talk about that in a second because we'll break down that exact game. But let's hit the boxing bell really quick and then give a a shout-out to our sponsor, Manscaped, because we love talking about – um, <laughs> we love talking about men's below the waist grooming. That's what we do. That's what we do here. We just talk about that all the time. And that's why Manscaped is a sponsor because they offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And they have the lawnmower 4.0 ready for your purchasing because we have it. Two million men around the world have it. We all trust Manscaped. Go get it. Exclusive offer for you. 20% off free worldwide shipping with the code garbage time at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code garbage time at manscaped.com. All right, let's turn to that NFC East week 14 preview and the big game of the week. And that is the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington football team. And as you already mentioned, 1 PM. Oh boy. It's at home. 
big deal. Line right now, Dallas favored by four, over under at 48. Um, injuries all over the place, and in in, in, it'll be interesting. Uh, injuries on the other side as well, because they, you know, the Tony Pollard for the Dallas Cowboys also also questionable. So that is significant, I think, because I think as we said many times before, Tony Pollard is the future. I think I don't think Ezekiel Elliott with his knee injury is going to carry them across the finish line. So uh, a less than 100% Tony Pollard or no Tony Pollard would be a significant downgrade for the Dallas Cowboys. So let's start there. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team. What does the Washington football team have to do in order to win this game? Lights out. Uh, potentially mistake-free football. I know that's kind of hard to do, but we can't have stupid penalties. We can't have stupid mistakes that are easily that can easily be made and easily avoided. Because um, the Cowboys are 8-4. I mean, yeah, they they look bad against Denver and everything, but they're 8-4. They're first in our division by two games. They yeah. have a really high-powered offense. So, like you said, if they're missing Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard that's going to be a huge miss for them. Um, we kind of want our big guns for us because, like I said, it's the Cowboys. So, we're going to miss Logan yep. Thomas. Landon Collins is coming back potentially with the foot injury he missed last game. But uh, this was – I was excited because Montez Sweat was coming back. But like you said, he has COVID, so he's going to be out for this game again. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think our offense is to uh, play even more lights out than our defense. Our defense has kind of held its own these past six games, really, even though two that we lost before we hit this four-game win streak. Um, our mm-hmm. defense is coming on. I think they, you know, just keep doing what they're doing. But our offense, we got to score points. If we want to keep up with the Cowboys, because they score a lot of points, even if they lose, they put up a lot of points. We got to yes. potentially keep up with them. So it's the pressure's on the offense in this game for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I mean, I, I don't know if everyone is aware, but Dallas Cowboys actually have been very solid on defense. I mean, they have the fifth most takeaways in the NFL, yeah. the fifth most takeaways in the NFL, and on and the most uh, interceptions. So. Yeah. Nine, and they're getting Randy Gregory back on that defensive line too, as well. So, right, <laughs> it's going to be really, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, that, that I think at, at a, as a you know at a high level, it's going to be a question, like you said, mistake-free football, but it's also going to be a question of execution on the Cowboys' side because I think what we've seen is some failure to execute over the you know the last couple of weeks. They have not looked particularly sharp as far as I, I am concerned. And I think that part of it is Ezekiel Elliott insisting that they'll have to drag him off the field. He said that today, they'll just drag him off the field. But sometimes you have to say, you know what, am I helping my team or am I hurting my team? And mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that Zeke, you know, I'm not saying that 50% of Zeke isn't better than, you know, 70% of the running backs in the NFL. I'm just saying that, you know, if Tony Pollard is 100% healthy, does it really serve the Cowboys to have Zeke plot along for two and a half yards for one and a half yards and further risk injury of his knees or anything else? Because, you know, when you have one injury, there's always compensation and you're thinking long-term. I mean, is it something that you want to do being the Dallas Cowboys? I'm not a hundred percent sure. And they've had, they've been hit by the injury bug just like everybody else, you know, losing CD lamb for a game, losing Amari Cooper for several games, you know, and then mm-hmm. Zeke with this kind of injury that's kind of sitting around. Yeah, issues with COVID too, as well with the injuries. Yep, 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 and the issues with COVID and issues with COVID as well. So I, I think there is a lot of interesting aspects of this game. You know, when you think about it, you know, and you look at offense, um, you know, the the Cowboys have 
are have been really lights out. They have averaged 426.8 total yards per game this season. That's almost 100 more yards per game than the Washington football team. Now, that being yeah. said, Washington in its first, you know, six games and Washington in its last four games are very different animals. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that. And, to, and and actually, they've done so well on defense that they've brought their yards allowed on defense way down. Now down to 365 allowed yards and defense per game just based on the performance in the last four weeks, bringing that average down. That's actually better than the Cowboys at this point, the Cowboys allowing 388 yards per game. So quite frankly, if, if we see some element of what we've seen in the last four weeks to show up on this weekend on Sunday, and we see Dallas not execute, we see the way that they haven't been executing in the last couple of weeks. Um, and we see that Ezekiel Elliott, not hundred percent and Tony Pollard, not hundred percent. I think the Washington football team, We'll take this game. That being said, that's a lot of ifs. <laughs> There's a lot of ifs there. Yes, but anything is possible. That's right. Anything is possible. Let me ask you about <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Heineke for a second, though. Do you think okay. – do you have, have your opinion? Because I know we talked about this earlier in the season. Has your opinion changed? Is Taylor Heineke the answer long-term now? No, he is not, in my personal opinion. Um, he's won uh-huh. four games in a row. That's all he's accomplished here right now, um, four games in a row. We're still six and six. No, my answer is no. If he, because he watches <laughs> play, he's, he's got a lot of courage, and people say moxie all the time, and he's a little baller, yeah. which he is, but yeah. he's not because he's not that consistent for me to for for someone to be a franchise long term quarterback. Like he's very right. consistent on his the type of throws, the lack of arm strength. Um, of the accuracy he has is not consistent as well. And that's what you really need out of your long-term franchise quarterback. You need somebody that you know what you're going to get no matter what the situation is, no matter when he steps on the field, you know what the kind of game he's going to give you, no matter what adversity comes his way, you know how he's going to respond. Taylor Heineke, you've got every game, you have to be like, okay, let's hope you take care of the ball. Let's hope he uses the legs when he needs to. Let's hope he throws lower. Let's hope he, you know, throws his receivers open. Let's like it's yeah. always something that you hope he does. And and also, I saw this on Twitter, and we mentioned on the rest of the district. If you have to ask the question if Taylor Heineke is a long-term future, or if your franchise quarterback is on your roster right now, that the answer is you don't have your franchise quarterback. <laughs> right, 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 right. If you're questioning it, then you then you obviously yeah. don't have it. Yeah, you I got you. I mean, solid backup. He's a good Colt McCoy type guy. Chase Daniel, he can make a lot of money as a backup. You know, come in and get the job done when needed. So it's kind of his MO is being that hero guy when facing a deficit to come back and win the game. But He's good at it. Yep. But to come out and just take command and, and you know, leave from, for all four quarters without any hesitation or adversity, it's, nah, it's not him. <laughs> yeah, well, we will see what happens. Maybe, maybe he, maybe you'll think differently when we talk about this in another four weeks. Maybe you'll think differently when maybe. they get to win a playoff game. You never know. <laughs> maybe exactly. So right now, that's my answer. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right, let's hit the boxing bell on that. Let's get to the other game um, on the uh, in the NFC East this coming weekend. It's the New York Giants at the L.A. Chargers, the 4.05 p.m. game. The Chargers are favored by a gigantic 10-point spread and the over-under being 44 here. Um, What are your thoughts here with regard to the New York Giants and the L.A. Chargers, keeping in mind that Daniel Jones 
will not be starting. He's he's doubtful. He's been basically ruled out. Uh, Mike Glennon, also questionable, and but quite frankly, they shouldn't put him out on the field again, meaning that Jake Fromm may be starting for the Giants this weekend. So, Giants, Chargers, what are your thoughts here? Uh, Probably by a thousand, um, especially after the performance <laughs> they put on against the, the scary Bengals last week on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, they just came out. Made it, it was a good game. Then they just ran away with it, put up 40 points. Um, and that's against a good Bengals, like a mediocre Bengals defense. And now you're going against the Giants defense. Yeah. Chargers by a thousand. Jake Fromm <laughs> cannot beat that Chargers defense either, um, no matter where the game is played. So Chargers by a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I say if Jake Fromm can get back oh to God. his days at Georgia <laughs> oh, yeah. when he was in, in sure. college. You know, maybe, uh, maybe. That's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I would say uh, that is a gigantic, gigantic stretch. And I also believe, you know, this is the other thing to think about, though. So Jake Fromm, uh, drafted by the Buffalo Bills, the fifth-round pick uh, back in the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, he didn't really play. <laughs> and then you got then – now, you know, the Giants signed them from the Bills practice squad. Essentially, not even, like – eight days ago, nine days ago. Um, so he gets to start. I mean, we actually don't know what we have in him in the NFL right now. I, I think that's kind of the wild card for me. Now I'm not saying there is any pop, like there's not a likelihood that he's going to like, you know, light it up suddenly, but there's a 5%. There's a non-zero chance, non-zero percent chance that he's actually good. I don't know. It's possible. That's, that's all I'm saying. Because we don't, we have no tape. <laughs> yeah, we have no tape. He goes from being drafted in 2020 out of Georgia, that's the only tape we have, to being on the Bills practice squad, to now handing the ball off to Saquon Barkley <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> Pulling a Bill without Belichick? Without any game tape. Yeah, without any yeah, game 34 tape. 34 carries, just... three passes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens, yep. but go Chargers well, go. Yeah, well, if they do that, then I'm sure he can handle uh, handing the ball off 34 times. So we'll see what happens. Of course, um, Saquon Barkley, also not Saquon Barkley right now. And everyone knows that they can just stack the box. So it is going to be a long day uh, for those Giants. I agree. Uh, it, the the uh, Chargers, actually, they look fantastic. They look absolutely fantastic. Now, keep in mind, right now we got Keenan Allen um, out and Mike Williams out. So, you know, that that's not really – I mean, obviously, Austin Eckler is still there. <laughs> so and, – and Herbert can make most anybody look pretty fairly good. So – but this is not exactly a 100% healthy Chargers team either. Um, so, I you know, I take that with a grain of salt. Uh, so if lightning strikes and Jake Fromm is way better than we think he is and Justin Herbert can't complete a ball to anybody aside from Austin Eckler, hey, who knows? Maybe it becomes a close game. <laughs> But um, I'm expecting this to be a massive snooze fest unless you are a Bolts fan. So, all right, that takes us to talking about the NFC East right now. I want you to I want you to predict this for me here because right now we're looking at the NFC East. Dallas Cowboys, as we said, eight and four. Washington in second at six and six. The Eagles at six and seven. They're on bye this week, so nothing going to move there. And the Giants at four and eight. You know, it's interesting because. You look at how it's been going. Washington made the biggest strides, winning four in a row. Dallas Cowboys, Eagles, they both came, they've been trading losses and wins. Giants are basically out of it at this point. 
But you look at the point differentials, and the Washington football team is still running at a negative 51 point differential, even though they're six and six. I mean, part of that were some blowouts, and you know, let's not get out of control here. But what do you what do you think? How do you see this playing out? If you had to predict it sitting here today, is it the Dallas Cowboys that take the NFC East, and is it the Washington football team or the Philadelphia Eagles that end up in that wild card spot? If if the Cowboys take the division. Um, so if the Cowboys take the division, which could very much likely happen, um, I think Washington takes that wild card spot. Philadelphia is, uh, I think they've shown they're way too inconsistent more than we are inconsistent. Right. Um, and they got a quarterback competition coming up. They got to figure out what to buy a week. So. Well, just they saying. did immediately just name uh, Jalen Hurts <laughs> in order to avoid that. Because we all know that Minshew Mania is contagious. Minshew Mania is contagious. <laughs> came in and hey, it up. But, um. I know. I know. And I'm rooting for like, the guy. Literally. I love it. I yeah. love Gardner Minshew. You know what? I love, I love the fact that he's just keeps sticking around and making plays and doing good things. Uh, I love that. But um, they, they were very quick. They very quickly named Jalen Hurts the starter, even though he wasn't 100 percent healthy yet. They said after the bye week, he's the starter. There is no That's controversy. Cold, man. So, yeah, it is pretty cold. cold. It is pretty cold. But but, uh, but that being said, yeah. who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But if Cowboys take the division, we take the wild card spot. But like honestly. I do think that we can beat the Cowboys. I really do think that if we just, yeah. if our offense can find some fire that we found in the beginning of the year when we were losing, um, it's, it's kind of funny. Our defensive offensive performances have flopped over the past few games. Yeah. Defense is coming on, offense is not. But we have a chance of the division. We've only played one division game so far. So, like, yeah. really, it's in our hands to win. And you're, and you're but, undefeated in the division. Yeah. So you're 1 exactly, 0. <laughs> But honestly, um, 100%, it either comes down between the Cowboys or the football team to take the division, and then whoever takes it, the other will take the wild card, obviously. Yeah, okay, so you're discounting the Eagles here. Uh, I'll make sure that all our friends in Philadelphia don't know where you live, because we know how Philadelphia fans are. Oh, for sure, yeah. Sorry, not this year, but yeah. All right, let's go ahead and hit the boxing bell on that one and uh, move on to our last topic of the day. We're going to be talking about our predictions for the playoffs. We haven't done this yet uh, this year, but we are in week 14. Before we get there, though, shout out to our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate countless hours of research, focus on only top-tier athletes, Choose 10 of the 20 available player props, build your lineup, win money. Thrive has over 140,000 guaranteed in prizes in each week and has awarded over $4 million. And as we say always, you know, if, unless you're Kanye, you probably need the money. Let's just face it. Yeah. $4 million unless is all you're Kanye. Yeah, unless you're Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, have you, did you see, do you watch, talking about Philadelphia, and talking about Kanye, did you uh, yeah. did you see the the uh, new season of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Have you watched that show at all? Oh, I have, but I didn't know there was a new season either. So yeah, uh, there's a new season. Cool. The first two episodes just dropped. The first season is hysterical, and I'm going to I'm not going to I'm going to spoiler alert here. It and and it has something to do with Kanye, and I'm just going to stop right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, so check check it out. Check it out, everybody. <laughs> I check it out. Will. We've now tied together Philadelphia and Kanye. We've 
mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, folks. All right. Use promo code Garbage Time when you sign up today, and you'll receive 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code Garbage Time at Thrive Fantasy on the App Store, Play Store, or at the website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up, prop up today. All right. Playoff prediction time. Woo! This is going to be interesting because um, I honestly, until we uh, talked about it, talk about it right now. I actually didn't really think about how this was all going to turn out. So let me tell everybody first who's actually, if the season were to end right now, like today, where is everybody going to end up? Okay, so if we look at the AFC side, the one seed would be the Patriots, the two seed, the Titans, then the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Bills. Again, it's going to be the Patriots, Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Chargers, Bengals and the Bills, surprisingly, at seven. Okay, so in the NFC side, probably more interesting to Washington football fans, Arizona Cardinals at one, Packers at two, Buccaneers at three, Cowboys at four, Rams, then the Washington football team at six, and the 49ers at seven. Okay, so there are a lot of notable names not on that list. So let's start with the AFC side first, okay? Tell me, uh, what do you think? Any of those are those guys? The guys going to make it to the playoffs, or you think any of those going to fall off, and some of the bubble teams going to make it instead? Oh man, the Bengals, I think, are the team that could potentially have a fall off. Yep. And even the Chargers too. The Chargers are good, but they're not as consistent as they should be. Um, right. The most surprising is the Bills. I think the Bills, I mean, they need to figure it out. They could be on the yeah. looking in again. They are this slip whole, sliding this away. Whole, everybody's Super Bowl favorites and Josh Allen MVP, neither one of those are happening right now. So they have right. a lot of fixing up to do. But, yep. yeah, Bengals and Chargers are the ones I think that have the most potential to, to slip out of there. All right. So who do you think is going to slide on in? So on the bubble right now, and I'm going to just name off the teams that are closest. Steelers, Colts, Raiders, Browns, Broncos. Now, you could throw the Dolphins in there if you want. They're 6-7. and seven. Nah. So maybe. Nah. <laughs> but you got basically the Steelers, the Colts, the Raiders, the Browns, um, and the Broncos. Any thoughts on who, which one of those are going to sneak in then if uh, Bengals or Chargers yeah. fall out? Okay. They got that one game. Jonathan Taylor is MVP candidate. Yeah. Carson Wentz is actually not being Carson Wentz this season. It's kind of weird. Like, it's weird not hearing, for one, well, you got injured a lot this year or whatever, but, like, not hearing him throwing more interceptions and touchdowns. Like, he's not in the headlines right. as, as much as he used to be for the right, right. stuff. Right, exactly. Which is a good thing for the Colts. And maybe he should have been with Frank Reich his entire career. Who knows? Anyway, yep. Colts could definitely slide in. And, I mean, this is going on a limb, but – the Steelers. I mean, Big Ben chose to tell people this and that. This could be his last year. Yeah. Now they got extra motivation to play, not only to get to the playoffs, but to send Ben out by making the postseason. So, I mean, yeah. they just beat the Ravens, although only took a two-point conversion to, to a missed one to win. But still, they beat the Ravens. Lamar Jackson was still playing. Um, yeah. So, Steelers and Colts are my sneaky yeah. teams that could make it. Although they beat they beat the Ravens because they, they decided the Ravens rolled the dice at the end and quite frankly yeah, Lamar Jackson exactly. had a walk in two point conversion oh my for the gosh, win he that he just threw out wide. I mean I know I mean you saw him just slam his helmet down after that play 
and the sideline, and you knew that he wanted that back because, quite frankly, he got excited. He saw it was open. It's Mark Andrews. You put it within his wingspan. He's going to catch it. There's nobody in front of him. That was a win for the Ravens that he uh, he just went wide on. He just went wide on. So that's that's it. So I'll say this. I agree with you. I think the Colts make it in. I mean, Jonathan Taylor cannot be stopped. He is an unstoppable force in <laughs> right now in the second half of the season. The Colts, I, I guarantee, will make it in the playoffs. I think the Browns can sneak in there as long as they get a little healthier. I think the Browns can actually sneak in there. They actually, I mean, honestly, Baker Mayfield has been horrific, and there's been talk about putting Case Keenum in. Forget it, guys, okay? Just forget it. We've seen that story before. Let's just get, get Baker Mayfield right, and let's just do it right, all right? Get Kareem Hunt right. Let's just do it right. Let's, let's, let's find a way to – I think the Browns have a chance of sneaking in there as well. The Steelers, I think, is a great story, and they definitely have billboard uh, – you know, you know, what do you call it, billboard material to motivate them to go, go in there and get, get it done. But I'm just not impressed with their offense. It just looks bad, looks slow. It looks just like they're not, not really synced. So who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll change that. I mean, the big win over the Ravens might be able to launch them into uh, a little bit better uh, moving forward. But let's go to the NFC side now. So again, Cardinals, Packers, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Rams, Washington, 49ers. I know you already think that the Cowboys and the Washington football team will make it. They might flip four and six or four and five, depending on where it all ends up in the day. So I'm assuming you're, they're both going to make it. But anybody else going to fall off that list there? Um, the Niners could easily fall off. Right. Um, and let's see. The Rams, look like they got their stuff back together against Jacksonville. I don't see them slipping. Um, right. I'm just going to go have to say, yeah, the last team behind. I mean, and honestly, Washington, we could slip up and fall out too as well. We're we're still 66 at number six. So. Right, right. We, it, we I mean, ain't if, done nothing yet. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, if Washington falls out, I think it ends up being the Eagles that benefit from that. Um, so, yeah, some toss-ups. It's, it's two of those three, Cowboys, Washington, Philly will make it. If the 49ers don't make it, you know, I, it's really hard for me to envision any money of these other teams making it because the Vikings, uh, they lost to the winless um, the Lions. I mean, that's terrible. Um, you got the Panthers. I think the Panthers, if they can get right over the bye week, you know, can make some noise. But no Christian McCaffrey, um, presumably, that's going to be a problem. I mean, Cam Newton's got to reverse time by about eight years. Who's <laughs> basically what's he got to do? He's a quarterback. They have no yeah. good quarterbacks. So. Yeah. So I and I don't know. And obviously, I don't trust that the Falcons will do anything. I can't trust that the Saints will do anything. And it's not even worth talking about the rest of the people, on the rest of the teams on this list. So yeah, I agree with you. 49ers, entirely possible they slip off. If Washington football team or Cowboys somehow slip up, Eagles will make it in. Other than that, maybe the Panthers get right. It's very hard for me to see any other NFC team vying for a spot here in the playoffs, unlike the AFC, which I think is a lot more competitive. All right, here we are at the end of the show. I can't, we only, again, only a little bit of overtime this time. So not so bad hitting the air horn on the show. All right, Trevor, another job well done. Give us your social media so people can follow you. I'm on Twitter, everybody. Trev stores, WFT at Trev stores, WFT on Twitter. Instagram, Trev underscore stores. That's all lowercase for Instagram. Prep the District podcast, Football Garbage Time podcast, Full Press yes, Coverage sir. content podcast, all that stuff. Um, I'm everywhere, man. So. Yeah. 
there. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. And 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 as we get closer, and I'll say I'm just gonna preview this now because you know Trev has his bar opening soon. All right, yeah. we're gonna. This is this is a big deal. Keep keep it keep it in keep it tuned in. Okay, this is exciting yeah. stuff, everybody. This is exciting stuff. Right, we're gonna talk more about that next time, but I'm just gonna leave that as a teaser for next time. Yeah. A teaser for next time. <laughs> All right, everybody. So you can uh, find me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time. As usual, thank you for coming out and listening, and thank you for wasting time with us. And until next time. Enjoy your NFL week. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.